Good afternoon, the BAC community. Uh, thank you as always for staying involved. Thank you for staying engaged. Uh, tonight, well, first, even before I get into our formal introductions, I wanna say uh, happy Women's International Day. I know it was yesterday, but also uh, uh, Women's History Month is this month of March, which is why we definitely wanted to highlight only female interviewees uh, this month because you guys deserve to be recognized and the whole month is for women this month of March. Um, but today's guest that we have uh, for the back community is going to be Ms. Tracy and Takara from the South End Children's Cafe. Uh, so uh, thank you guys for being on the back community and I can't wait to dive into your stories today. Thank you. We're so excited. <clears throat> All right. So this dynamic uh, duo is part of the South End Children's Cafe there in South End in the South End uh, community of Albany, New York. Uh, and I've gotten a chance to know Tracy a little bit uh, uh, through conversations. Um, uh, Takara, uh, uh, Takora, excuse me, I'm gonna learn more about you today as well. Um, but the very first question I wanna go ahead and give you is an opportunity to tell the back community more about yourselves. So I know both of you guys are there uh, at the South End Children's Cafe, but uh, um, actually Tracy, I'll start with you. Uh, what kind of work do you do and uh, how'd you get involved uh, uh, with the work that you're currently doing? So yeah, so thanks again for having us. So I'm the founder and director of the South End Children's Cafe. We're in our seventh year, which is really exciting. And we're located right in the South End of Albany. I am an Albany girl. I've lived here for 58 years and um, went, went to graduate from Albany High School in the College of St. Rose. And uh, actually as a child also lived with my mom and, and at times with my dad in the South End of Albany. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a community and at a time when <clears throat> people really took care of each other, looked out for each other, looked out for each other's kids, and just really helped each other. And that value and love and community just stuck with me for my entire life. And so mm -hmm. when we opened the South End Children's Cafe, we really wanted to create a place where uh, children could come and have dinner at, at, in a cafe style setting so that it was more about sitting down and figuring out what we have in common rather than what what's different. Um, kind of getting rid of those barriers of the server and the person being served and just, you know, sit down, break bread, have fun, have good conversation and have access to healthy food that's affordable and accessible. And so that's really, that was what our hope was for the South End Children's Cafe. Um, when we opened in 2015, we we had really we didn't know what to expect. But what we found really quickly was that um, we're all together. We could create an environment where kids could just be kids and have fun and have a healthy food and and where we could all get to know each other and take care of each other. Nice, nice. Uh, and that that was one of the things that I, I found out early about the organization itself. Um, I want to say um, uh, a mutual friend that we have, I know that she's a supporter of the cafe as well, but a uh, friend Claudia had told me about this great organization in the South End. She's like, Ty, you have to look into them. So of course I did. And then we uh, later found out that we have another friend in common, uh, uh, Councilman uh, uh, Johnson there uh, mm -hmm. for that. So, but yeah, uh, you guys are doing significant work uh, there, but I know we're going to uh, dive into more of that. Um, uh, but uh, first things first, uh, uh, Cora, I'm coming to you as well. Uh, uh, please tell me uh, what your role is there at the South End Children's Cafe. Uh, how'd you get involved in the work that you're doing presently? 
Yeah, so I currently am the director of communications here at the South End Children's Cafe. Um, I handle a lot of the social media stuff. I handle the newsletters. Um, we also have a volunteer program and I also am in charge of that. And I got involved in nonprofit actually through Tracy. So I know her son. Um, I played basketball at St. Rose where I graduated in 2020. Um, and I got in contact with Tracy last year. So I've been here for about a year or so. Um, and then I just fell in love with the community, fell in love with the job, fell in love with the cafe. So I'm here to stay for a while. Um, and yeah, I actually am not from the area. So I grew up in Boston. Um, so I was out here for school and I kind of just love the environment, the environment of Albany in general. So I moved out here last year. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, well, we have uh, one of Albany's own who's actually out there in Boston as well. Uh, have you ever heard of Boston Wild Black? I haven't. Okay, it's a really, really, uh, uh, I mean, their member base is huge. And the person who started it is actually a person from out of Albany uh, named uh, Sheena Collier. Um, um, uh, she also does the Collier Connection, but one of the uh, bigger things, uh, they have a platform where they uh, talk with the mayor, all of the local uh, uh, council individuals, but they put this platform together to, uh, to highlight uh, a more of a cultural diversity there in Boston that isn't always recognized, but uh, I'll be sure to send over that information too. So whenever you do go back home, you know, it might be, it might be a great network to tap into, but we are, we are, we are thankful to have you here in the Albany community, uh, more specifically in the South End area, because uh, there's so many different uh, projects that are going on there in the South End. Uh, there's so much revitalization that's going on and we need young, energized, <laughs> individuals who care about the community uh, and so the one thing I've always learned even since I was younger was that it it doesn't matter where you're from it doesn't matter what color you are it matters the size of your heart and it matters your intent uh, uh, to be involved and to be engaged so thank you for being a part of the South End uh, community and I'm sure uh, uh, Tracy is probably uh, very very blessed and happy to have you there. So. Right. For thank sure. you. Thank you. Takora yeah. was our first hire. We didn't have, um, we, we had no funding for about five years mm. and we just were sort of going month to month. You know, we'd get some donations in, we'd buy our food, we'd do the feed the kids, you know? And so, um, at, at about the five year mark, we were really kind of looking at, can we continue? Are we going to be able mm. to continue with the children's cafe and um, we received some money early on in COVID, um, you know, and started receiving more money in COVID because we stayed open when COVID hit, we never closed. And so I, my background is in communications. I also have a degree in communications from St. Rose. So my first, the first person I knew we had to hire was a communications person because, um, you know, that's really important. And so Takora's the addition of Takora has just been incredible. She has, she's multi-talented and just brings so much, um, creativity and energy and ideas, um, and just another layer of kindness and love to the cafe. So it's, it's a really, a really great, I was so glad she, when she said yes. <laughs> Nice, nice. And it was, it, it's, it's uh, one, thank you guys for your service, uh, for staying uh, open uh, uh, during a, a global pandemic that affected uh, all of us uh, and to provide the services that you guys are, are providing there um, obviously is essential, um, but it also just helps to, it helps uh, to sew in that common thread that we're all in this together. 
Yes. Um, so, you know, I know I want to say thank you personally uh, uh, for continuing to serve and providing uh, a space in an environment where not only where people can learn. So I love the fact that you said earlier that, you know, uh, 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 the individuals can come in and eat cafe style, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things we learn through socialization is that we learn a lot about one another by the foods that we eat, the music that we listen to the movies that we watch, and then sometimes just being present in an environment that is open and invites uh, a difference uh, really does provide a space for people to come together. So, you know, like I said, uh, from everything that I've seen and heard about uh, the program, it is truly dynamic. And I love the core principles of it. Um, I think I was in Morocco in 2001 and, you know, food and, uh, uh, food and music was one of the ways that I communicated with the other international students there. And it was just like, you know, I might not be the best at speaking Arabic or French, mm -hmm. I can do a little bit, but uh, you know, uh, uh, food and music was a way that we used to, to connect. And it really did help me to bond in a different culture that, you know, was foreign mm -hmm. to me at the time. And I'm sure that is the same type of atmosphere that you create there at the South End Children's Cafe as well, because, uh, Let's say for some people who might not have gotten a chance to go out to a restaurant or experience a cafe uh, style dining, but to be able to have uh, access to that uh, on a day in and day out basis is really, really dynamic right there at the South End. Thank you. I just want to share that another, uh, you know, some, as you were talking about, um, you know, food bringing us together and also being an equalizer, it also had is a divider and with all of the mm -hmm. qualities you know that we continue to see you know you can see how food and food access um, can divide us but the other thing that's really important to us and and you know i can just speak for myself is when when you're a child and you are um you're on the receiving end all the time of people's charity and gifts and you are the receiver there's an element of shame to that and shame is powerful and, and it care it stays with you you know you remember some of those experiences i remember those experiences and i you know it always made me sad that you know there had to be that element of shame mm. For children, for adults, you know, just because we needed some help or we needed something. And so it's really important here at the cafe that um, we just are all together. And, you know, do, do some, you don't sometimes know who, who our parents are, who the volunteers are, you know, who the kids are, who the kids of the staff is, you know. So I, that's super important to me is to try to break down those barriers and just, you know, bring us all together and try to figure out how we can impact equality and justice. Nice, nice. Uh, I, I love it. Uh, and, and just uh, a little bit more of a background for me. Uh, 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 is there a particular age population that you guys uh, serve there at the cafe? Um, uh, has it expanded? I know, uh, I, I know uh, you have expanded over the years. Um, but uh, what's the age population that you guys typically work with? Or is it encompass of the entire community? Yeah, sure. So correct me if I'm wrong, Tracy, but I think we kind of focus more so on ages around six to 12. Um, those are kind of the age group of kids that we kind of work with. Um, in regards to like feeding the community, there's no direct age group. So we have like outdoor cupboards that people are welcome to come and grab. We also have some events that we have, like we had an event called Bags of Love during February. Um, mm -hmm. And that was basically where we had people come and donate different food and they put it in a bag. It had like meat, vegetables, rice, and then we gave out around 200 or so of those bags to people in the community, so. 
Nice, nice. I love it. I love it. And uh, uh, the the age range uh, uh, is significant. And and Tracy, not to overlook what you said earlier, because I think that the shame piece that we carry sometimes as a result of uh, taking on or taking in services is is real. Um, um, so, but um, uh, to be able to um, create a space where one, you know, uh, uh, you may not carry that shame as much because obviously you may still have some of it, but where, you know, you're not looked at as, as beneath or below and, and you realize that it's in a loving environment is truly important. Uh, so uh, once again, thank you guys uh, for that. And, you know, you need to have creative approaches uh, mm. like that uh, to realize that we're dealing with sensitive matters uh, that most people don't really want to speak about. You know, uh, uh, food is a necessity. Uh, not all of us have uh, access to. So, you know, I, I also like that uh, what you said that you know it, it could be uh, something to uh, to uh, an equilibrium, but it can also be something that is a, a huge uh, a divider as well because not everyone has access to it. So um, that that just highlights why the services that you guys are providing are even more important. So. Yeah. And I think that um, with, with the kids, one thing that we found this year is that a lot of our kids are, they're in middle school now. Mm -hmm. And our program is more geared towards, as Takora said, the under 12. So we, we try to always be creative and figure out solutions instead of closed doors. So now what we've been working on is trying to figure out a middle school and we have in a, even a high school program so that the kids can stay with us if they want to. And most of the kids do still want to come. They, we're also technology free, which I think is important for you to know. And because of that, many of the middle and high schools are, schoolers are like, this is boring. There's nothing to do because we're, but what we try to talk to them about is, you know, just, we only have a few, a few hours together. Let's make the best of this time and let's talk to each other and, and to have great um, role models like Takora. And um, we have a lot of staff that are, are we're all different ages and, um, you know, the kids really are surrounded, I hope, by people that they not only feel comfortable with, but are inspired by. And uh, Decorah, I don't know if you want to talk about your creative writing class, but that's something that's just really important. And she has a lot of the older kids in. So just a way to kind of pull them together and, um, you know, keep them coming, okay. keep them fed and keep them, you know, feeling the love. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, Cora, I would love to hear about the creative writing, uh, writing class. That'll lead me right into my next segment, actually. Awesome. Okay. So me and a coworker, Crystal, um, decided to start a creative writing class. I am a writer. I write poetry. I have a blog. I also published a book. So writing is a huge passion of mine. And I figured that writing is also another way to release emotions. And so I wanted to work with a group of girls and kind of get them in the habit of writing things that feel close to them. So for the first portion of the creative writing class, we did a lot of poetry a lot of journaling entries. Um, and then towards the middle and end, we actually decided to write a script. So every kid was able to write their own movie or show script. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what we've been working on. I'm hoping to keep it going and to keep, you know, incorporating ideas and yeah. Nice, nice. Was that in collaboration at all with the, what was that, FX Films? What is the- uh, uh, FX? Yeah. Uh, what, what, what? Yeah, was that so in collaboration? It, was, it, it was completely separate, but honestly, they kind of were the reason why I thought of the creative writing, okay. um, thought of the screenwriting portion because they are into that. So we actually took a tour with the kids. Um, so fingers crossed, hoping that once we do finish the script, maybe the next portion will be the kids making their movies. 
Nice, nice, nice. Yes, yeah, as, as soon as you as, as soon as you said it, it, it made me immediately think about that program as well. But writing is so dynamic because it it gives us a space to identify how we really feel, and it helped me to navigate myself as a young man coming out of uh, the Arbor Hill community there as well to be able to find my voice in a way that um, I'm sure uh, a, a more uh, a young black males are actually identifying with and, and, and dealing with as well, where we're not always taught to uh, be vulnerable. We're not always taught to uh, expose our feelings. Writing gave me an opportunity uh, to feel comfortable expressing my thoughts, my opinions. And the better I got at writing, the more it helped me uh, to uh, um, verbalize how I felt as well. So uh, kudos to you uh, and Crystal for coming coming up with that idea because writing is truly one of those door openers uh, uh, for us as young adults, even adults, uh, but to, to find uh, 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 who we are as individuals. So um, uh, uh, much success to you guys on that one. And uh, I can't wait to hear about uh, once you get to the uh, to the filming side of these scripts that you guys are coming up with, thank you. Um, yeah. Well, let me see. I'm going to ask you guys a couple of a couple of other questions uh, off uh, off of uh, the cafe as well, because like I said earlier, it is uh, a Women's History Month. So you know, I want to find out more about uh, you guys. I'm going to ask you some general questions. Uh, one of my favorite questions from season two that I've asked uh, all of the interviewees is, uh, how do you uh, define success. So, Cora, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you first. If you were to put, uh, if you were to uh, conceptualize what does success mean to you, uh, how would you conceptualize that? How would you define success? That's such a hard question because mm -hmm. I mean, success is one of these things where it can mean something completely different for each and every person. Some people may see success as in a career aspect, or they meet may see success financially. But I think for me personally, success is being just content with where you are in life. Um, so I would say here at the cafe, I think we're extremely successful because, you know, we're making a difference. We're helping people. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a question where success can have so many definitions. But for me personally, success is just being content and happy with where you are. Love it. Love it. And, and Tracy, I, uh, uh, some of the questions I'm going to ask maybe uh, one of you guys uh, but this is not one of those questions. I want the answer from both of you. So Tracy, I'm coming to you as this one as well. If you were to define success for you, and I know uh, uh, you're a lifelong uh, uh, a member uh, of the community, uh, but I'm sure uh, your definition may, has, uh, may have evolved over the years, but how would you define success uh, for yourself? I think at this point in my life, success is just I just being able to lay my head on the pillow at night and and know that I did something good or kind, you know, mm -hmm. and that I'm, I'm content with you use the word content. That's a good word content with, you know, what I did that day and that I hopefully didn't hurt anybody or, um, you know, take my anger out on anyone and just was a kind person. My answer would have been different 10 years ago. It would have been different 20 years ago. But today where I am, it's just really about just being, you know, just at the end of the day, knowing I, I did good work. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and as you guys uh, evolve, uh, because, uh, you know, it's a, uh, uh, our evolution as individuals is, is a never ending process. Um, but uh, do you give yourself permission to change? Uh, Tracy, I'm going to come to you for this one. 
Uh, do you give yourself permission to change or do you typically find it hard to, uh, uh, to take on new tasks or new uh, uh, aspirations that you may have? Well, I, I am like, <laughs> I don't know if you would agree, but I have an awful lot of energy and mm -hmm. I am, um, I've always been, and I think it goes, goes with being, um, you know, in the communications field. I just feel like I'm always thinking of things and wanting to be creative and wanting to learn, definitely wanting to learn. And I have um, six kids and six grandkids. And so what kids have taught me, I mean, I've always worked with kids also, but um, what kids have taught me is that they're really the leaders. And if you follow their lead, you'll end up in a really beautiful place. So, you know, our days are always really different. You never know what's going to happen here. And I think you have, I, I'm glad that I'm the type of person that can adapt to change. Um, I, uh, you know, I didn't grow up in a traditional household. And so that taught me to think fast, think on my feet, and sort of accept what you have in front of you and make the best of it. So I think that change is, it, it, you know, it's pretty, it, I, I invite change. I find it exciting. Nice. I, yeah. Nice. 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 core is that, is, is, is that one you wanted to chime in, uh, chime in on? Yeah, sure. you... Can you just repeat, repeat the question, please. And I yeah. can chime in. So, yeah. uh, uh, so, uh, uh, thinking about, uh, how we change as people, um, do you give yourself permission to change? Yes or no, uh, or why or why not? Um, uh, as a person, do you give yourself permission to change? That's such a great question. Um, I definitely feel like I do with something that I've gotten better at. Um, so I first started off wanting to be a news anchor. I was set in stone that I was gonna be on NBC News. I was gonna be on ESPN. That was just what my life plan was. Um, but I realized that in life, there's not always a specific destination. You're kind of supposed to just go with the flow mm -hmm. and it's a journey. Um, so I've been getting really good at just going with the flow and changing. I mean, I never thought I'd end up in working for nonprofit. I'll tell you the <laughs> truth. It's not, it wasn't even in the back of my mind, but um, I definitely do give myself permission to change. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like I do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think, I, I think it's important because I think they say uh, every five years, us as individuals, I know they say for uh, um, uh, couples, they say every five years, we're always changing ourselves. So, you know, you, uh, as Tracy alluded to earlier, you have to have the flexibility uh, 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 to embrace change, um, because if you don't, you can get left behind. Think mm -hmm. about uh, uh, how much technology has changed, how we uh, interact with one another uh, through this COVID-19 global pandemic. You know, right now I have the capacity to interview you guys from the comfort of my home and in Maryland, uh, where before it would have been, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm probably right there on the premises with you guys. But technology has changed and it's forced all of us to find new ways to adapt, to find new ways to be creative. And if you don't uh, uh, go along with change, change can have a way of swallowing, swallowing you up. And, and leaving you behind. So I'm glad both of you guys uh, do embrace change. Uh, I think it's important. Um, um, but let me see. Uh, uh, this one is actually uh, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, and with you guys being uh, directly in the South End area, um, I do want to uh, ask this question. Uh, because I know the South End and what's everything that's going out, uh, going on down there with Perry and the Mission. It's always something that's going on in the South End area, uh, mm -hmm. as well as the entire Albany community. So let me not limit it there. But um, 
one of the things our community has been heavily hit by or impacted by is gun violence. So I always like to ask the question because I think that it it, it affects each of us differently. Some some of us have may, maybe have never been uh, directly impacted by it. But uh, how have uh, how have you been impacted by gun violence in the Capital District area? Um, and what are your thoughts or uh, suggestions of, of of what should be done to uh, to minimize that? So I want you guys can choose to step up to. Oh, yeah, I don't mean I don't want to. The the one when I when I think about that and when people ask about that, the what always comes to mind for for me with our kids and our families is that a very high percentage of our children and our families are either related to someone who's been shot or someone who is the shooter. So it's not you know it's not just looking at. I think that the, that many people are victims of violence in a lot of different ways, and it's not just you know being somebody that's gotten wounded or gotten hurt or has died as a result of, of violence. And so, many of our kids um, have family members who are incarcerated as a result of being involved with some some gun or other type of violence. And so, it's really a tough issue because I love our families and it's really hard when one of our families or one of our staff members has to say goodbye to one of their children who has died or one of their children who is, is gonna be incarcerated. And so it's really kind of, it's, it's very hard to answer that question yeah. because it impacts us in so many different ways. And it also is a very, it's a part of the kids' conversations and yeah. their, their lives that is, on one hand, I'm so happy that they, feel like they can talk about it with each other because you know we're sort of all in this together but on the other hand as a mom and you're a dad and you know we have kids around it's like shucks i wish that this wasn't part of our conversation so that's yeah that that's why that's hard i'm so grateful for um snug and yes. for all the folks that are in the community doing the work to just educate talk to people you know come up with solutions i'm i'm really happy when i hear that there's um, programs that are opening up for folks that are formerly incarcerated and, and need some training or some some programming. Um, so yeah, it's it's been tough. La last year was real tough, and um, it's just it's just hard to figure out how to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And I and I think I think that's fair too. It it's 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 hard to talk about it, but because it is something that impacts us so much. A lot of times, uh, as young adults, they don't have these spaces to unpack in a healthy way, and that's mm -hmm. why, uh, you know, uh, maybe a few months ago, I had made a post on Facebook, and I was just saying that, you know, learning how to deal with grief or loss is 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 something that you know uh, we should be better educated on earlier in life, uh, because everyone is impacted differently. Right, it's not just someone who might have been directly impacted by it. it. Might be the family member who's missing somebody. You know, what I mean, it might have to be going through the experiences with a loved one that's incarcerated, uh, and now having to hear the stories that they're experiencing uh, uh, in jail. You know, so that's why it, it affects us in so many different ways. But um, the earlier that we start to uh, to navigate or talk to our young adults about it. Um, and to one, let them know that the consequences and repercussions for different decisions is real, but also, you know, there's so much more that you could be doing, right? I know for me, uh, uh, once I realized I could have a life 
uh, outside of just the four block radius that I used to uh, be in from Judson to, uh, to Lexington. I'm just like, wow, you know what? You know, there's, there's a life outside of here. You know what yeah. I mean? I can do more. It's not just limited to what, to the people who I'm hanging around here. Right. And it was just like, oh, OK. And it's the same thing. I, I tell people from the uh, kids from the inner city are some of the most re resilient kids you'll ever meet. But also, once you turn on their light bulb, it's almost impossible to uh, 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 to put it out. So, uh, you know, when they have mentors uh, 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 like the two of you uh, involved in the community that care about their feelings, that care about their family, that care about their overall success, it, it, it is impactful and it makes a difference and you serve a purpose. So just in case there's any days, because I, I work with kids for a very, very long time as well. Uh, uh, when you do feel overwhelmed or overworked, just uh, truly realize that, you know, uh, uh, the work that you're doing is thankless and priceless. Uh, and I know in the world of nonprofit, you know, you might not always get all of the money that you probably could going uh, uh, to uh, 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 other uh, other areas. That was something I struggled with running my mentoring program there for a while. But um, it is some of the most uh, some of the best work you can ever produce. So I just yeah. But uh, thank you. Yes, our um, just this past week we we try to have um, a lot of guest speakers in Crystal. Mm -hmm. Cora mentioned our assistant director is bringing some really amazing speakers in for the kids. And just last week, we had a firefighter and um, uh, an officer who works in um, one of the local and they both they talked to the kids and they were so inspiring and they asked the kids all what they wanted to be when they grew up and then they both shared the firefighter actually grew up in the building where our space is he said i lived right here in this building you know and then the the kids the the officer said he lived in the south end also so it was just really it was just a, a really wonderful moment the kids were like hanging on their words and they just were based their message was basically what you said like we, we're not putting your light bulb out like you shine and uh, do your thing and the sky's the limit, which is really what the kids need to hear. Nice, nice. Shout, shout out to uh, Lonnie Love or uh, Mr. Griffin uh, himself. Uh, uh, I know uh, uh, he was the sheriff. Officer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think the firefighter was one of his best friends there. Uh, I had Lonnie on um, season one. But uh, yep, uh, him and his brothers grew up right there in the South End on Martin Avenue. Uh, and uh, they were pretty close with my older brothers there as well. So uh, I, I seen them and it warmed my heart. So it's not great. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. And it was nice for them to also, you know, these these two guys, they hadn't seen each other in a while. So they were, it was just a really, it just felt like a, a you know, like a little reunion. Everybody's talking and they were sharing stories and it was really a nice day. All right, all right. Well, listen, Cora, I'm coming to you for my next question. Okay. Uh, like I said, this is uh, 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 Women's History Month. This was also uh, 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 Women's International Day. So I'm coming to you for inspiration on this next question. Um, if, if there was something that, um, let, me, let, let, me, let me rephrase this. Okay. Thinking of the younger to Cora, what is something that you wish someone would have told the younger version of yourself uh, that, uh, that you now know of today that would have been impactful to hear as a young adult? So thinking of your younger version of yourself, what is something you wish someone would have told you? 
I wish someone would have told me that it's okay to not have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm only 23 and I thought graduating college, I was supposed to have this game plan and it was supposed to be the way that I thought it was, but I'm learning that that's just not how life works. You just don't know where you'll end up. Um, So I wish someone would have sat me down and said, look, it's okay to have no clue what you want to do. It's okay to change careers three times. It's Mm -hmm. okay to do things that you never saw yourself doing. Um, And yeah, that's kind of what I wish someone told me. Because this is stressful. I mean, graduating college, I really thought that the life that I chose was going to be the one that I was going to pursue. And that's just not happening anymore. Okay. 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 And then I guess that ties back into uh, giving ourselves permission to change that earlier question as well. And I think uh, the situation you just uh, described, Cora, is pretty uh, similar to probably most of our paths. For most of us that have gone on to school and graduated, uh, the areas and where we are today is far away from where we started because life has a way of changing. Your experiences have a way of opening up doors. And as long as you uh, stay committed to, to going with the flow, you'll be ultimately right where God designed you to be at the perfect time. And so all of your experiences are going to come together at some point. Uh, you don't know what that point is going to be just yet because, you know, you're still earlier uh, 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 in, uh, in your career, but they all uh, make perfect sense. You know, my first job out of school, I was working for Mediation Matters, which is still around there in Albany as well. So I did mediation for Albany County Family Court for, for Penn's Diversion with Albany County Probation. Uh, and mediation was something that was near and dear uh, uh, to me. Right. And after that experience, I decided to go ahead and start my own business, which, like I said, um, um, I I ran a a nonprofit, a 501c3 organization for 19 years there. And I also worked for the federal government at the same time, which I still work for now. So, you know, but uh, your path will change. Your experiences will change. So uh, uh, be open to them. And and uh, uh, one, uh, I I will say this is Tracy. uh, Don't kill me for this one. But I will say. You know, um, one thing I wish I would have learned, Akora, is uh, be willing to take on new opportunities, be willing to travel, be willing to move. I know you're already doing it now coming in from Massachusetts, but, um, you know, uh, there's so many opportunities. The world is really as big as you make it or as small as you make it because uh, it's it's. there's more out there for you if you're willing to uh, open up the door and, and walk through it. So I'm, ex- I'm excited for you at this point because I, said, I didn't know what I was going to do either. But it was just like, okay, you know, I figured if I stick around long enough, it'll, it'll all make sense. It'll work out. Yep. It'll work out. It'll work out. Uh, let me see. Um, I'm going to hit you guys with a couple more questions. I know you guys are busy, but I'm going to let you go. Uh, here's my one of my favorite questions from season one that I used to ask everybody. So I'm going to ask uh, both of them uh, uh, to you both. Tracy, I'm going to come to you first because you've been in the Capital District a lot longer uh, than Cora. But uh, what's your favorite place to visit in Albany and why? Hmm. Wow, that's a, that's a hard question. My favorite place to visit in Albany Oh my, you got me. I don't know. I've been here for so long. I feel like I've been everywhere, you know? Uh, I mean, I love the parks and the playgrounds in Albany. I really, I really do. I love um, the pocket parks. I love Crank Park. I 
you know, I just love the pool at Crank Park, the fountains and the, you know, the memories. And so I really love Crank Park. I think, um, I don't know, I, I, that would be my best answer is okay. the parks. Okay, I, I will accept it. I'm an outdoor guy. Yeah, so yeah, that was a good one. I will accept it. All right, and, and, and Cora, I know that uh, you're relatively new to the area. So I am interested in finding what is your favorite place uh, in the Albany uh, community that, uh, that, that you consider uh, your safe haven? What's your favorite place to visit in Albany and why? Oh, that's such a good question. My favorite place actually um, shut down last year. So, huh. Okay, so my favorite place, I'm not just saying this because I work at the cafe, but my absolute favorite place to go is actually a market. It's the South End Night Market. Oh. Um, it's so much fun being there. It's just a bunch of vendors from the local area selling things from clothes. There's fashion designers there selling sage, selling food. It's just such a great event and everyone's together. And it's when the weather's nice. It's usually during the summer and the fall. And it's just such a good environment. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, I, I will definitely accept that as well. Tracy, I'm coming back to you in the parks only because um, have you checked out, um, well, it's named after my mentor, Brother Yusuf there, but have you checked out the park on the corner of Livingston and Judson? Is it the one across from Tivoli Apartments? Yes. It's beautiful. We were yes. just talking about that the other day. They have a structure. They, they put all these new, um, like, they have that big spider web, you know, it's like a big spider climbing thing. It's gorgeous. We were just talking it. about that the other day. Yeah, it's really nice. Yes. It has quickly become my favorite outdoor spot uh, uh, there in Albany. And it's right down the street uh, from my home there. Uh, I own a home right there on Judson. So uh, okay. it, so to go there, to one, to see what it used to look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, because uh, we used to do uh, testing there uh, at Tivoli, uh, 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 it's called the Patroon Creek, uh, as part of my math and science classes. Uh, uh, our teachers would bring us there to do water testing mm -hmm. and doing velocity and stuff tied back into math. And that's how I got introduced to it. But to see what it looks like now, Amazing. it's just like, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. So, it's a beautiful yeah. playground. And they, um, so have you, have you seen so where Philip Schuyler is, mm -hmm. have you been there when they had the sheep and the llama, they had llamas there. So, you know, you can take the path back down. They either fixing up that area that used to be like the little softball field, right? Yeah. And some paths and that leads to the water. But on the right-hand side, there's um, Philip Schuyler and there was, they have apartments there now. And so behind there, right by the fence, you could see, now I don't know if they're still there, but there were sheep. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I'm embarrassed to say, I don't know if it was an, a llama or an alpaca, but it looked like <laughs> animals. Yeah, it was super cool, right in Albany. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I think that the animals are still there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm almost 100% certain of it. And, uh, you know, it's a great spot to go snowshoeing to. Uh, uh, we used to do all types of things there. Uh, yeah. Thanks to Brother Jeff, who always wanted to get me outdoors. But, um, but yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, here is my uh, final question for both of you, actually. Um, take that back. I want to ask you one other question before the final question. It's on entrepreneurship. And I'm going to do this because, uh, Cora, I know you're, uh, you're fresh out of uh, school as well. Uh, and, and 
the new generation, especially for mine, one of the things that is pretty big right now is being able to talk about finances, uh, being able to talk about therapy. These are all typically taboo topics within the community that most people never talk about. Um, but uh, uh, so one of the other ones is entrepreneurship. So um, do, you, uh, do you think that entrepreneurship is something that uh, should be part of the high school curriculum nationwide? Why and why not? Oh, I 100% think that it should be a part of the high school, maybe even started in middle school. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, I just feel like entrepreneurship is something that it gives students an option. We have college and college is not for everyone. And then we have trade, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. What if trade and college doesn't work out? What are your next steps? Um, so entrepreneurship just gives you that flexibility to turn your skills into your passions, into a job. And I just think that it's a great opportunity for especially students of color coming from inner city schools. I think it's the perfect kind of segue for a career, so to say, because I know in my community, not everyone went to college. I went to a high school where maybe my graduating class only like maybe 15% went to college. Um, so I think it just really gives students another option, another career choice. And yeah, I 100% think that it should be included. Okay. Okay. All right. Final sure. question. Yeah. You, yeah. So sort of. You, I think of you as an entrepreneur for sure. Final question for you both, Tracy. I'm coming to you first. Um, what about your life's path are you most proud of? Um, my life. What about my life's path that I'm most proud of? Um, I have to say that I'm most proud of. You talked about. Um, the kids being resilient and um, I've, and I've, you know, talk about like community being so important in terms of helping and raising children and everything. I would say that I'm most, I'm most proud that I, um, that somebody saved me and put me on a track that I never thought I would be on and that people continue to support me. And I stayed on, I, I stayed on that path when I could have veered. And so I think that I'm, I'm certainly proud of where I am today because um, I'd never imagined it. Mm, I love it. I love it. And, and, and uh, uh, that's a really good one. Uh, that's a really good one. All right, Cora, I'm coming to you. Same question. Uh, uh, I, I, I know that you said, uh, one, you're still in the early, uh, the early uh, stages of your career, but um, thinking about your life up until this point, uh, what is what is the thing that you feel that you're most proud of? I would say I'm most proud of how unafraid I am to jump into a new career. Um, yeah, I'm 23, but in all honesty, I've worked like in five different fields. I've worked in sales. I've worked in um, new local news stations. I just really like how willing I am to try something new and not be afraid to dive all into it. So I would say that's what I'm most proud of. Nice, nice. Uh, and I'm glad you just brought back up uh, um, newscasting as well just going to remind me as a follow-up to this interview I, i'm going to send you the information for uh, sheena collier who's okay. great uh, uh connector but there's also another a young alum who just graduated from my alma uh, from my alma mater in charlotte north carolina uh johnson c smith uh who's also from albany as well uh mr craig cannon uh but he's also uh, uh into broadcasting as well and i believe he's now with the station in charlotte but just in case, if, you know, like I said, we're always changing, we're always evolving. If you want to get back into that door with those communication backgrounds or that communication. But um, yeah, uh, 
Uh, one, I just really wanted to thank you both. I know both of you guys are extremely busy, so I won't hold you up anymore. Uh, I really wanted to thank you both because what you're doing, the work of the cafe is uh, uh, truly impactful. And I'm not just saying that because you guys are in front of me. I became a fan of what you were doing before I ever got a chance to meet either one of you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is a thankless job. Uh, a lot of times, uh, and if you were to take your talents to South Beach, as LeBron said before, you know, you might be able to get uh, buku dollars doing it uh, 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 privately or for someone else. But I am thankful that you guys uh, are doing what you are doing. Tracy, I'm thankful that you decided to stay on the path that you were and you did the same thing that somebody else did for you, which was to give other people a chance because the work that what you're doing with the cafe is uh, truly important. So I want to wish success to both of you guys moving forward. I also want to say, as I started off the interview, by saying uh, happy Women's International Day, happy Women's History Month, because uh, you two guys are a part of Women's History Month. And thank you for being on the back community. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. This was, was fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Well, listen, I, I look forward to getting your story out to the people. The two of you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you you too. too. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Bye-bye.